This is the second in a series of broadcasts in which we have been talking about questions that women ask. Out of the experience that we've had here at the Christian Counseling and Educational Center in Philadelphia, we have listed a number of questions that women ask. And we're trying to deal with a few of those that are the most popular or most frequent questions that we are asked at the center. Last time, the first question that we dealt with, we talked about depression. The question was, what must I do to keep from becoming depressed? And I tried to deal with that last time in terms of what the Bible says about following responsibilities rather than following our feelings. Now, I can't go back all over everything that I said in the last broadcast, but maybe you missed it and you have this problem of depression or you'd like to help someone who does or you'd like to know more about it. If you would, there is a little pamphlet that we can send to you if you would simply write to the Counseling Center, the Christian Counseling and Educational Center in Chestnut Hill, Pennsylvania, 19118. And that pamphlet is entitled, What Do I Do When I Get Depressed? We'll be glad to send that to you free of charge. But now today's question. How do I get along with my mother-in-law? Oh, ho, 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 ho. That was the question, wasn't it? Okay, pull up your chair, drop those dishes, drop whatever it is you're doing, and get close to the radio because that's the one you've been waiting for, isn't it? I know, yeah. You say, how did you know? Well, it's very simple. Yours isn't the only mother-in-law problem. This is a very, very frequent problem. How the two women involved in the relationship can get along with one another. And this is not just a problem between daughters-in-law and mothers-in-law who are non-Christians or one of whom is not a Christian, but this is a very frequent problem between daughters-in-law and mothers-in-law who are both Christians. So sit back or get your paper and pencil out and take notes or whatever it is you want to do at this point run and get your tape recorder, but we're going to talk about it. The problem you've been waiting for somebody to talk about for a long while. Maybe you're the mother-in-law. Maybe you're the daughter-in-law. Let's talk about it from the daughter-in-law's perspective, but you think about it too, mother-in-law, and maybe we can slip a word or two in for you. Now, the first thing that's very important to recognize is that if you want to get along with your mother-in-law properly, you've got to be the right sort of, sort of daughter-in-law. Okay, now you mother-in-laws, calm down. I'm going to say a few things for you, too. Listen, it's a two-way street whenever there's a relationship that's difficult. And that two-way street means that you have some responsibilities in the situation. You say, well, but uh, I've done everything I can do, and still she finds fault with me. Everything I do is wrong. I can't make meals like she did for her husband. She's always criticizing my housekeeping. Everything's wrong. Okay. That's one side of the issue. We're not talking about her at the moment. We're talking about you. The point is this. What have you done, really, constructively in your relationship to her? Chances are that some of you have gotten very bitter. Some of you have given up. Some of you have quit. As soon as you were hurt, or as soon as you were criticized, you became hurt, and you suddenly turned against that woman. Now, that's not right. As a Christian, 
you have an obligation to live properly in relationship to her, regardless of what she does to you. I want to read to you a very important passage out of Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 18. Get that down as you write it. Romans 12:18. And here's what it says. If possible, now it's a very realistic verse we're dealing with. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes it's not your fault. Sometimes after you've done everything you can do, then it still isn't possible. But we're talking about you at the moment, and we're saying you as a daughter-in-law must follow what this verse says. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. That includes your mother-in-law. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, even one like her. It includes your mother-in-law. This says that so far as the peace, the peaceful relationship, the good relationship, peace is not just cessation of hostilities in the Bible, but it's a very positive thing. Shalom is far more than that, peace. It means a very positive, good kind of relationship. So far as that kind of thing depends on you, you're to pursue it and try to bring it about in every way possible. Now, if you've given up, you're not doing all you can do. If you've become bitter and resentful, that's sin. You shouldn't let that bitterness or that resentment even persist for another day. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, not to let the sun go down on your anger. Resentment is sin. So maybe you have to get started by cleaning up some attitudes or some actions or something else in your life before we can suggest anything else. That's the place to begin with yourself. Now the second thing is to become the right kind of wife. If you're the right kind of wife, this kind of a pull that so often exists between the two women, and by the way, all the jokes are made about the man's mother-in-law. Did you ever realize that? All the cartoons, all the jokes on television and so on are about the man's mother-in-law. Have you ever wondered why? Well, the answer to that is very simple, because that's not the most serious difficulty. It's the woman's mother-in-law. That one is so bitter and so serious in so many situations and so often that I'll tell you, that kind of situation is nothing to joke about. You can't even find a joke about a wife's mother-in-law because it's usually when it's bad, it is so bad that people can't joke about it. And so the second thing is, is to be the right sort of wife. When a mother-in-law is pulling your husband and trying to get his influence, the only thing that's going to really do the job properly from your perspective is to be everything that that man needs you to be so that he doesn't try then to find some of the answers and some of the solutions and some of the help that he should be getting from his wife and his mother where he shouldn't find it anyway. And then thirdly, keep a very close eye on Genesis 2.28. It says that a man should leave his father and mother that includes his mother, notice, and he must cleave to his wife. It's very important that you help your husband to recognize that most of the problems that exist between daughters and mothers-in-law are caused because the man has not made a clean break. And I said clean break. That means all relationships are go. They're okay as far as God is concerned. He has made a clean break with his parents. He doesn't go back and seek advice and help, except in a way that, uh, in which he considers the help and then makes his own decisions as the head of a new decision-making unit. 
He doesn't let his parents tell him what to do anymore. He now stands before God as the head of a home and the head of a wife. And a wife cleaves to him and he cleaves to her and he leaves his parents. He must effectively make that break. This is something that's very important for every husband to recognize. And if a wife becomes the right kind of wife that she should be, she can help her husband to realize what that means in Genesis. It's very difficult for a man who does not know that to recognize that he must make that break so fully, so completely, and that he must cement a new relationship to his wife in order to have a good one. And yet it is essential and vital for him to come to this realization. You, you can help him better than anyone else to do so. And mothers-in-law, you can help by letting go of your children when it is God's time for them to leave. Lord, bless homes today, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen.